Hey, well, welcome back to another episode of Ditch the Diet and Face the Feelings. And today we're going to talk about sugar junkies. <gasps> so I accept I am a sugar junkie. I admit. Yep. Oh, Sharon, we're so proud of you. <laughs> no, I am. I'm such a sugar junkie. You guys have just have no idea. It's bad. Yeah. No, I, I know for me, um, I've done sugar detox a number of times and I've gone totally off it. I'm really good. I go really well for six, eight months, have one chocolate bar or one sweet thing and you're back again. And it's like all of that stuff you did is just completely undone again. Yeah. When I got sober, I removed, uh, I removed sugar and white flour out of my diet right yep. so then we moved to san diego and ladies i am not kidding we moved directly across the street from a mexican oh. bakery oh, no. <laughs> oh. so every morning i'm in bed and all you can smell oh my god delicious sweet treats and i had been so good and by the end of that particular sugar binge i was going across the street and buying half sheet cakes and eating them before my partner got home that's how bad <laughs> it got it was really bad wow. that's impressive kind of secret eating in a way then yeah i have a lot of, well my my mom if you ever meet my mom she's about this big around and she talks constantly about how she's fat so I grew up, I grew up believing, I mean, at, and I look back at the pictures of myself now, I would hit that so hard. I looked so good. And all I thought was that I was fat. Yeah. That's Same literally all I thought. Yeah. And, and I know I look, I mean, I heard from my mom all the time how fat she was. And I look back at the photos of her when then, and I'm like, Damn, mom, you look so fit. Yeah. You look so healthy. You know, um, she rode horse almost every day. So, yeah, she wasn't this tiny little thing. No, she was she was a, a healthy, buxom woman that rode a horse every day, but that did gardening, that was out and about. Um, but, you know, you tell her, let's walk five five kilometers and she could you know she but she was fit and healthy she was not fat at all but I grew up with her saying I'm fat and I constantly was looking at oh my gosh my thighs are rubbing together and as far as I was concerned because my thighs rubbed together therefore I was fat it's irrelevant that that was simply the way my thighs were made. And it didn't matter how much weight I lost. They were always going to rub together. Um, Hallelujah. <laughs> Can I get an amen? <laughs> so, but anyway, today we're talking sugar junkies. And, and, you know, we, I know so many people that say they're a sweet tooth. And then they end up later on with diabetes, you know, type two, I, I don't want to say brought it upon themselves, but unknowingly, unwittingly through their food habits, through processed food and the whole thing that is today, the food industry, you know, 
have have no idea how much sugar they're consuming on a daily basis <laughs> until they're hit up by the doctor of, oh, you've got diabetes and now you need to stop. And today I'm going to try and stay off my high horse about the alternatives to sugar that the food industry would like us to consume. And I'm going to try and shut up um, and, and simply <laughs> not, not try to go there because then I get really upset and mad um, when, when we talk about the, the, the alternatives that the food industry offers us of chemical shitstorm. Oh, sorry. And <laughs> there's that so, let it out. Let it out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Only ones. Okay. <laughs> but you know, when we get into this whole thing of sugar, yes, our bodies crave sugar, and there's a reason why. But if you just look at the way a watermelon is made today versus what a watermelon was a hundred years ago, it just I mean even in that sense, or the way that we we farm oranges now versus what an orange used to be. And we genetically breed them to have more to have more fructose on top of it. Yeah. We we, well, that's we what breed I mean, okay? to be sweeter. Were they originally yellow or something? Yes. Um, I mean I, I mean here in Panama, here in Panama, you still get those oranges the way nature made them to be. Yeah, okay. they, they didn't and start orange. Like, oh my God, that orange is so bitter. <laughs> but they're they're actually natural oranges that somebody just picked off a tree and sold them at the market. And everyone's like, man, that ain't ready for 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 market. But they're they're just normal oranges. They're they're not, you know. So here, if you want sweet oranges, you have to get the imports. Well, guess what I do? I stay away from the imports. I just buy the ones that come off the tree. So, I mean, there's so many levels in terms of the hidden sugar. There's the sugar being introduced at a genetic level. There's the sugar being introduced into, you know, our ingredients. There's sugar being introduced into anything we buy that's ready-made. And then there's sugar. So, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. What that, even that, what that, made that, that even thing. worse was the fat-free diet. Do you remember when we went fat-free? Oh my god, yeah. So then we start adding sugar to everything because you can you can put a 100% fat-free sticker on a bag of sugar and technically it's you true. are correct. Yeah. That's but true. The second that sugar hits your body, the easiest the easiest to digest goes directly to fat. It just gets shoved right through your system and into fat. And then the stuff that you've eaten, it's actually harder to digest is what your body works on. So when you put yeah. sugar in your body, you might as well get some duct tape and duct tape it to your <laughs> thighs or your stump because that's what's going to happen with it. And But yet we demonized fat and got all, we got so much fatter because we're putting literally yeah. the seeds for fat into our I body mean, the whole low fat and fat free fat free thing is the biggest con of the 20th century oh really my God. and we don't stand a chance with the way foods are labeled either um no. there are over 115 different names for sugar and yeah, I, yeah, I read 74 yesterday, so yeah, yeah but 115. <laughs> <It's, 
We don't stand a chance. No. And they hide it in stuff like sauces, dressings, stuff that you don't, you really don't necessarily expect that it's going to have so much sugar in it, but they strategically put it in places like the stuff that's, you know, that spices your food up. That's where they put the sugar because without that, you're not going to have any flavor. So it's just this. And then one of the, one of the largest side effects, one of the largest side effects of taking in too much sugar is ADHD. We add sugar to children's milk in the 1990s. And now look at the ADHD epidemic we have. Yeah. 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 And do you know that sugar is the only craving that babies are born with? What? Because Yeah. In the first, what is it? 72 hours after birth, a a mother's milk hasn't come in yet. And it's basically sugar water. So a baby is naturally drawn to the sugar. That's their their first craving. Wow. So our first craving. Yeah. 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 Here's a, a fun little fact for you. 200 years ago, the average person consumed two pounds of sugar per year. <coughs> wow, it's like 150 pounds now, isn't it? Well, yeah. And then from 1970, it went to 123 pounds per year. And now it's over 150. So that's just insane. That's like three pounds of sugar a week. But what's more shocking about that is that in the 70s, everything was deep fried and processed and disgusting. But even today with everything we know to be true about food, we're still consuming more than we did in the 70s. I find that quite shocking. It's an addiction. That's what nobody wants to to get really honest about. Pretty much every single person who eats conventional food is an addict. Now, you might not want to look at that. That might not be happy. It might not be a happy thought. But there's a reason why you can't get on a diet and stay on it. Just like there was a reason that I couldn't put down methamphetamines and ecstasy and stay off it because I was addicted to it. There's a reason they put the most addictive substance on earth in all of our food. It's so that the food industry can continue to make money off of us. Yeah. And I mean, one of the battles for me, um, you know, as a mother is that in my house, I make everything from scratch. So even when I'm making sauces or salad dressings or whatever, I'm starting from zero and whatever sugar goes into that recipe, I add it. I know exactly how much sugar I put in it. Okay. But the moment my daughter walks out the door and she's anywhere else, I I lost that control. I, I have no control. Hey, kitty. Um, over then what's happening with what she's eating. And I get all sorts of things of like, oh, yeah, but we just had spaghetti. I'm like, yeah, but the sauce came out of a bottle. The pasta I know was not, you know, was not homemade. That was that that was bought. I give that as a given. OK, Um. And you, I have, and then you gave her dessert. So, you know, I'm sitting here going, well, there was, was there any part of that that didn't have sugar? I can't imagine what it's like as a parent to, you know, send your kid out to school every day and and know what they're going to get bombarded with. 
Well, I mean, I do. I mean, I make her lunch. And so the teacher was like, how do you, how did you do so that a five-year-old eats cucumber sticks and black olives in her school lunch? And I was like, well, that's what we have at home. So like her school lunch quite typically is either black or green olives she gets to pick. And that's one of the processed foods I accept. You know, I just, I, you know, I, I was like, okay, that's one of the things that I'm, I'm giving in on processed foods. We do black and green olives. Um, but so she'll get to take in her school lunch, usually either tomatoes or hard boiled eggs or celery sticks. And the teacher's like, I mean, like she eats food and I'm like, well yeah (laughs) what else do you said (laughs) crap lots and lots and lots of things you can trade well yeah and also i mean you know i'm sure that i mean how many parents don't take the time to do that they just you know because i see it every time i go shopping where parents are in the aisle where they can buy the bag of 24 bags of chips, you know, so that, so they're buying the bulk and, you know, um, they're not buying the fruit juice that is fruit and vegetables that, you know, I know I'm getting my daughter and she still, she sits there and she's like, I'll just send me with water. If you're going to send me with that. So I'm fine. If you just want water instead of the fruit and vegetable juice, fine. You can just have water. That's um, so amazing. But those are the choices. You, you could do the fruit and vegetable juice or you could do the, the or you could do water. <laughs> I mean, I mean, people, people like you are so few and far between. I mean, we're, we're just four women talking about it. How, you know, I mean, it's a, some way you can get into a school and get all the parents in and say, look, this is what I'm doing. You need to do that. Or, you know, not... But but the problem is, I mean... It's it's, an education thing, surely. Oh, absolutely. But it's more than that, just that. Because, I mean, like, even here in Panama, the school has an education of what is acceptable or not acceptable, okay? But they're still processed foods, okay? Mm -hmm. Now, they've changed... I mean, like, they're issuing their school lunches is still cookies. Now they've modified which cookies it can be. There's some cookies that they're not allowing, but it's still cookies. <laughs> yeah. You know, the very fact that they would think that they need to add sugar to milk horrifies me. I can't believe it's child it. abuse. It's shocking. Why why would you add sugar to milk? I mean, for for starters, I mean, let's not even talk about why they need the milk. But, okay, you think they need the milk, but why do you have to add the sugar to it? (laughs) It's blinding. I mean, I used to, we used to have, we we were handed out milk when we were in kids' school. Um, I remember when my first, well, how old must I? I must have been six. And they'd come round at like 10, half 10 every morning with little bottles of milk with a straw on the top and just hand it out to everyone. That was a government initiative. Yeah, but I'm pretty sure that that didn't have sugar added. Yeah, probably not. (laughs) I mean, I love cold milk. Or even, I mean, when we were growing up, they'd give you hot milk and a cookie, you know. Um, 
but you know it was just that's that that was just a way of life yeah so i mean the way we are the way things are going today the only buffer there is is type 2 diabetes that's the only point at which someone will say oh yeah maybe i should do something about it yeah i mean i'm struggling right now i said this to sharon and to sarah um my daughter's godfather um i'm extremely worried about his health um He's not six foot tall. He's probably 300 pounds. Um, he's agreed to go to a doctor's office and get weighed because I said, you know, I need to know what that is. And I would like you to actually do a diabetes test um, in your finger. I want to know exactly how bad the situation is. But he's agreed for three months to let me start directing his eating. What and I was like, Frank? Take two. <laughs> well, I'm not gonna go. I'm not gonna go totally that far on him. But he's going to learn to drink green drinks in the morning the same way I do. He's going to learn. Um, I'm. I, I said to him, I'm gonna give you the mix that I have two times a day of mycelium, chia seed, flax seed, turmeric, cinnamon mix for you to just chuck in your coffee. Um, so, you know, you're on the run and you don't have time for a meal. Fine. Just throw a tablespoon of that in your coffee and keep going. I I don't have a problem, but he's eating probably once a day. And of course his metabolism has slowed down so much because he's not eating. And then that one meal that he does eat it just puts us straight into storage. <laughs> oh, I mean, just horribly. Now, he says he doesn't have a sweet tooth. I don't know if this is true or not. I will find out over the next three months. And <laughs> you're sure he's just once a day? Um, I'm pretty sure that his once a day is he has one meal a day, but he doesn't have one eating occasion a day. Yeah. Okay. Um, and my concern is what the other eating occasions are. Mm. And when I um, mean, it, it's great that he's, um, you know, doing that with you. I mean, he, he obviously trusts you because it's quite a vulnerable position to be in. Um, like I could sit here and say to you, I have three meals a day, but I have stuff in between as well. Right. And so my question becomes, what are your eating occasions? Let's forget about talking about meals. Let's talk about eating occasions. You know, Um, anytime you're doing more than just sipping the sauce or the soup to see what the taste is, you're eating. Mm. Um, I eat constantly, pretty much. (laughs) (laughs) That's the criteria. Yeah, I eat constantly. Okay, fine. So you eat constantly, but how's your metabolism doing? Really high. My metabolism is scary high. Absolutely. Absolutely. Has it always been like that, Sharon, or has it changed? Um, it got, I was, my mom is, has a, re, the resting heartbeat of a hummingbird. And <laughs> I picked that up too, where my, I can, like, my partner, Kim, is overweight and she can look at food and put on weight. I can eat a dozen of what she just looked at and lose weight. Yeah. 
Yeah. My sister can. She's the same. Yeah. And, and I know for most of my life that was me. And then when I started getting hooked on food and diets and trying this and trying that, I screwed up my metabolism. <clears throat> my That's one great thing vegan. about going vegan. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Man. Yeah. Man, yeah. can you eat when you're, I love it. I can eat constantly. <laughs> Makes my little oh, heart thank so you happy. Thank you for being here, Sharon. <laughs> Taking take time out from your eating. <laughs> You guys, that's how much I love you. I stopped eating for you. Took off, oh, took off awesome. the feed bag. Don't do that. <laughs> so interestingly enough, so two years ago, I went vegan. Uh, but I don't eat just a whole food plant-based diet. It's plant-based, but I eat processed foods and a bunch of stuff that is prohibiting me from losing all the extra storage that I have. Um, and I intellectually know that if I just get rid of all the, the sugar, the processed foods, the oils, that I would be able to drop this storage that I have. But I just have this mental hurdle that I can't get over about yeah. switching to that diet. Yeah. Called addiction. Kind of, um, yeah. I've committed to go plant-based from this Friday. So I'm just getting geared up for that. Um, it's kind of a fear thing, isn't it? Oh. Because I'm kind of thinking of all the things that I love that I would, you know, uh, be prepared to give up from Friday. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's a fear thing as well. And so going back to the sugar uh, subject, the only reason I have sugar in my house is because my father visits and has tea with sugar in it. It's the only reason I've got, you know, a packet of sugar in my house. And, uh, you know, I, I just, it's just always there. I, I'm just always, you know, if I threw that out, it would probably go nuts. But I'm going to have to face that next week, I think. Well, I mean, and, you and sugar, the thing, it yourself. Well, yeah, the other thing you can do, some. Sam, is you buy literally the sugar that they, they give you in restaurants or when you go to a restaurant, pick up, you know, two sachets of that Ooh, sugar. Oh, yeah. And then you've I just got enough sugar just, just for him. That's it. Yeah. You, you don't have to have sugar in your house for you, but just, you know, have two packets or, or three packets, whatever you need for him when he comes. That's it. Yeah. yeah. You know, um, I mean, and, and if you look at, I mean, like if we look at, for example, um, high fructose corn syrup, I mean, when you look at what corn syrup does to your body, what is the necessity of putting that in everything? For a company to make money. That's the only viable reason. Yeah. I mean, and it is, oh, cool. Okay, twice as sweet as sucrose, twice as addictive as sucrose, and equal in liver damage to alcohol. Oh, wow. my God. Wow. But it makes That's you look this. <laughs> All right, so Becky Stokes was saying they still do give out milk in, the, in primary to, to Sam. 
And Tony Lee says she broke her sugar addiction through fasting. Wow. And that's exactly the, the way I've gone off it when I've gone off it is doing yeah. a 21 day fast. You know, I mean, like I do 21 days every year, which I admit this year I have not done. Usually, usually in January, I do 21 days of the year where I am vegetables only. And I do a week of just cook broths and take it really easy. And then I bring myself back on to, you know, mushy vegetables and then finally back onto salads and everything. But, you know, just giving my body uh, a 21 day break of the only thing you have for 21 days is basically um, most, you know, for, for one week, especially it's just broth, just vegetable broth. So you're literally going down to a real fast. And that's the only way I break my sugar addiction is when I do that. Yeah. So high fructose corn syrup. I was just looking here at some of the problems. Like if you've read the book, um, Nancy Appleton's Lick the Sugar Habit, um, she has like 150 reasons to avoid sugar. <laughs> Among those. I book yesterday. I might pick it up actually. Suppresses the immune system and co contributes to bacterial infection. So more sugar equals more money for the medical industry. Um, causes hyperactivity, anxiety, irritability, and difficulty concentrating, which is what Sharon had said about the ADHD. Contributes to premature aging, constipation, blood sugar problems, food allergies, and obesity. Oh, can contribute to multiple sclerosis, Alzheimer's, alcoholism, cancer, hemorrhoids, periodontal disease, osteoporosis, varicose veins, and diabetes. And obviously causes damage to the kidney, liver, small intestine, and pancreas. <laughs> 